When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment here on a Friday, having some fun, some shenanigans on a Friday as always. Our buddy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joins us now. Uh, Mr. Backo, I just got a text from my wife, okay, which is uh, surprising to me because she's listening to the show, something she doesn't always do. Um, it is a top five Friday, you know, goofiness that we do here on the show throughout the summer. Uh, one of our listeners tweeted me in the last segment and said, I need your top five favorite wing flavors. Now, I didn't do them in order because that's a lot to do on the spot and probably wouldn't have made for the best radio. But do you have a take? Yeah, you got to think about things like that. What, yeah, but, but like, what about, like, do you just have five wings, not in any specific order, that come to mind or maybe a top two or three that stand out to you? Okay. Um, all right, off the top of my head, Garlic parm's always good. Yep, that was one of mine. I, I like the traditional buffalo, and if you need me to be more specific, I'm a I'm a hot guy. That was one of mine Save as that well. Mild for the birds. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what's the worst wing flavor, Wes. Barbecue. Oh, totally agree. God, I love you, man. Barbecue barbecue sauce is great on brisket. Yep. Pulled pork. Yep. Pulled chicken. Yep. Actually, pretty much anything except the nice. Totally Bone agree. Chicken wing. <laughs> totally agree. That that just doesn't vibe for me. Uh, you know what? I, I you can tell we're good friends of the show and good friends in real life because we are 100 percent on the same page. Uh, Mr. Backo, yesterday, Thursday, Minka Fitzpatrick with his press conference after signing his five year extension in the black and gold. The Steelers defense. We all know this. This has been, I think, regurgitated a lot lately. You know, the most expensive defense in the National Football League. How much pressure is there really on this defensive unit to perform at a at an elite level right out of the gate? And how much of that, you know, specifically on Minka Fitzpatrick himself as well? Yeah, that's that's always kind of a circular discussion because, like, there's pressure on everybody on this team, you know? I mean, there, there's <laughs> going to be pressure on the offense to to help out a defense that should be really good, you know? There, there's going to be pressure on – uh, the, the quarterback, whoever's in that spot, there's going to be pressure on the O line to block for for Najee Harris. But you know, I, I guess one one subset of Steelers who maybe there's not as much pressure on is the the role players on this defense because you should have 
Cam Hayward uh, knocking the opposing interior lineman mm. back three to four yards on every snap. You should have T.J. Watt screaming off the edge every snap, and you should have Minka Fitzpatrick holding things down on the back end every snap. But there's no doubt that the, the way they've constructed this thing, uh, they're, they're going to need to win with defense. And regardless of that, you just look at what other teams in their conference and, and even their division are doing. Uh, they're going the other way. They're they're building up yeah. offenses that look downright scary. So uh, you're you're going to need to be able to stand up to the Josh Allen's of the world, the Justin Herberts of the world. Everything that Vegas is doing, uh, it's it's mean out here in these AFC streets. No, it absolutely is. There's some great quarterbacks uh, in conference. Some great quarterbacks in the division. Is it is it realistic, Brian? to see more of an uptick in Minka Fitzpatrick, or to maybe expect more of an uptick in Minka Fitzpatrick's production this year in terms of the splash plays, the interceptions, the forced fumbles, those type of things. I think we all know he was asked to do a lot more in the run game last year, uh, run run defense, uh, led the team in tackles, I believe had more tackles than any defensive back in the National Football League in, in, in 2021. Um, now that we are, you know, maybe optimistic the defense will be healthier and a little bit improved in that department, is it fair to want more, expect more splash from Minka on the back end once again? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he talked about that a, a little bit yesterday, alluded to how they they got to find different ways to get him around the ball. Can't let teams, you know, take you out of the game plan, essentially. And, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, that's part of what makes him great, right? I mean, is he's, you know, if he's cutting off half the field, kind of like a shutdown corner does, or, you know, opposing quarterbacks have to know where he is uh, on every down, I mean, they, there's a lot of value in that, but there's also value in nine interceptions, the way he put those up right, over his first right. two seasons, and uh, and pick sixes and fumble returns for touchdowns. So, uh, of course, you need to get back to that Minka magic a little bit. I mean, we know there's regressions, and you know, you're you're not always going to be able to have the ball find you in that way. But I mean, that's that's part of the charge for uh, the Steelers' coaching staff for Minka himself. Uh, to be a difference maker week in and, and week out, no matter who they're playing. So uh, I don't know if that's going to mean less free safety for him, if he's going to be coming up in, in the slot here and there. But, yeah, uh, you, you've got to find ways to, to get number 39 um, you know, around the ball where he's at his best. Undefeated Beer League softball interim manager Brian Bacco with us here on SNR. He also covers the Steelers for the Post-Gazette in his spare time. Maybe I buried the lead here, all right? You're the good interviewer. You're the real journalist. Maybe I should have asked you this from the top. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, worth the big contract extension, highest paid safety in the league. Is he, is he worth that in your mind? Smart business for the Steelers at, at this point in time and, and where the franchise is at. No, no doubt in my mind, yes. I mean, he's if he's not number one, he's he's right up there and – uh, a lot of the times, as we know, these deals get done based on just, you know, where the market is and who's, whose time it is to get a new deal. Hmm. So uh, I think last year for, you know, for as much as he and, and fans wanted to see a bit more in, in terms of the takeaways, he, he showed that he's not just a, uh, a finesse player. He can go get his nose dirty. I mean, I, I thought he, he really improved his tackling from 2020 to 2021. It was frustrating to see him a couple years ago kind of throwing a shoulder and falling off of guys. Uh, last year, his missed tackle percentage went down. So, I mean, he just strikes me as a player. And, and you hear this from every coach or teammate who talks about him. When he needs to fix something, when he needs to improve it, 
he knows how to go about doing that. Now that it, that certainly comes with being coached by a guy like Nick Saban uh, <laughs> while he was at Alabama. I mean, he had, um, you know, Brian Flores at the very beginning of his Miami career. It didn't end well, but if you heard him yesterday, it seems like there's certainly no hard feelings between those two. So uh, now he's, he's got one of the best defensive minds in football and, and Mike Tomlin, who I think relies on the eyes of Minka on the back end of that defense, maybe more than any player he has coached to this point. So it, it made sense uh, all around for the fit. And uh, he didn't, you know, when I look at the deal, Wes, I mean, it doesn't seem like he asked for anything outlandish. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not unreasonable. Yeah. This, this wasn't Le'Veon Bell saying I want a B money. I mean that like he did, you know, he, they, they didn't sign him for 20 million a year. They, they just reset the market, made him the highest paid safety. And I, I think that's very fair. And, probably another reason why they were able to hammer this out as soon as they did. No, I think that's well said by you. He is the highest paid safety in the league. He does get a a nice contract. He probably also, though, if he wanted to, could have played hardball, could have dug his feet in the ground a little bit and stretched this process out and gotten, you know, a few, and the guarantee few more dollars. money, don't get me wrong, that that's a that's a feather yes. in, in the cap of yes. Minka and, and his reps. But, you know, the Steelers kind of knocked down that wall a little bit with T.J. Watt. So, I mean, I, I think that was another precedent that was set. And when I just look at the, you know, average annual value of the contract, I don't feel like he blew away Jamal Adams and, and the rest of the field, right, as Mika right. even said, somebody's going to come along soon. He didn't say their names, but you know, if it's Jesse Bates or Derwin James, someone's going to come along soon and probably eclipse his contract. But for right now, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's market value for a, a two time first team all pro. Brian Backo with us here on the Steelers blitz on a Friday, Mr. Backo, former Steelers head coach, Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer, Pittsburgh's own Bill Carr, was on Sirius XM NFL radio this week. And, of course, like everybody in Steelers land, was asked about the quarterback situation, the quarterback competition. And, you know, he said in, in his personal experience, three-way QB competitions are just tough to work. There's not enough reps to go around. You're trying to work in too many guys. And now he thinks, you know, sooner rather than later – the Steelers might be smart to 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 scale that back to a two man competition. Uh, do you concur? Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I mean, you know, I, I, there's always ways to to do things, but I mean, his overall point is very sound. That uh, if you try to have three three people at the table here, uh, there's not enough on the plate for everybody to get a good taste. So, I mean, they mm-hmm. they've got to see what's up with Mitch Trubisky after a season basically out of, uh, of playing football. I mean, it, it was essentially a red shirt year for him in Buffalo. They, they've got to see how ready Kenny Pickett is for the NFL. I, I would say, you know, just based on his tape from a year ago at Pitt, you know, the returns are pretty good on that. You, you feel optimistic and that's why you make him the 20th overall pick, but you know, you've got to find out. And to me, that's where there's a pretty big drop-off, right? I mm. mean, we've seen Mason Rudolph play, uh, you know, plenty of football for this team uh, with these pass catchers, with this coordinator. He had one regular season game uh, to show his stuff last year against the Lions. Um, you just know him well. You, you've seen a lot of them. Um, you, you know what he's capable of and what he isn't. And, you know, you've seen a lot of Trubisky, too, in Chicago, but uh, there, there's a lot of different extenuating circumstances with him and, and the uh, probably failure of coaching at times in yeah. that organization that, uh, that you don't really 
have the same of with, with Mason Rudolph. So that's, you know, a, a long-winded way of, of saying what uh, I've been uh, believing all along, and I think you and, and Moats are kind of with me on this one too, uh, if, if we can mention he who shall not be named. But uh, I, that Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky are going to be the guys competing for this job in, in St. Vincent College uh, dog days of summer. So yeah. I, I just don't think that Rudolph's going to be the number three of, of that mix. And to that point, Cower will be right that, makes a whole lot more sense to, to have a two-way battle. Why is Motsi always ducking you? I don't know. I guess we, we were together last Thursday, but maybe he didn't like what I said or maybe he didn't <laughs> like the energy from me. So he decided he, he didn't want to have two weeks in a row. Beats me. Just a couple more minutes here with our buddy Brian Bacco of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Mr. Bacco, in the Post-Gazette uh, today for your Steelers mailbag, you talked about uh, potential breakout candidates for the Steelers this season. Who's at the top of your list? Always a good topic. There's no shortage of players who I think could, could fall into this category this year for the Steelers. Top of my list is a guy who was also probably at the top of the same list this time last year, but I, I don't think he quite reached that breakout uh, plateau, and that would be Alex Highsmith. Um, but, you know, six sacks last year, I believe he has said this offseason that he, he feels like he can specifically remember a few uh, that he didn't finish and he left out there. So it's a matter of, you know, is he going to have that kind of breakthrough that Bud Dupree hmm. took a little bit longer to get? You know, this is going to be year three for Highsmith. Dupree's really didn't come until, what, year five? Um, so then it, that led to a franchise tag and a sixth season here for him and then unfortunately the injury. But I think Highsmith's you know, going to have an even faster learning curve despite being a third-round pick as opposed to Dupree as a first-rounder. Everything we've heard about him is how intelligent he is. He, he looks like he's in great shape to me when I see him out there uh, on the field at OTAs and minicamp. So I, I think this is going to be it. I, I think Highsmith hits 10 sacks this year and uh, it certainly doesn't hurt having a guy drawing all sorts of attention and focus on the other side of you right. in the defending NFL defensive player of the year. So so let me ask you that then. For for Alex Highsmith and the, you know, the the quote unquote breakout season, is is he just going to be judged on that sack number at the end of the year or or is it is it more about that well-rounded game? Is it about, you know, something that he showed last year some improvement in the run game? Is that going to be part of the story as well, too, if the Steelers' defense can, can get that turned around? Or do you think it will just be purely, hey, if him and T.J. Watt are both double-digit sack guys, the perception is going to be that they're you know maybe the best tandem in the NFL? For me, I've already kind of looked at Highsmith as a well-rounded player. I mean, I think he's already been a lot better against the run. Agreed. So I just want to see that pass-rushing production go up but yeah you're you're right I mean it's uh, everybody's got to have their hand in the pile to use a Tomlinism uh, to improve the league's worst run defense so you know be great to see him making tackles for loss and hitting guys behind the line of scrimmage and setting the edge too but uh, I feel like he can already do that I think that club is is in his bag and uh, I want to see him driving quarterbacks uh, into the turf last one I got for you Mr. Backo before we let you go on a Friday curveball Steph Curry, top 10 basketball player ever? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, it, when you factor in, like, what his legacy is going to be and, and the prototype sort of, of of the way he's changed the game with his shooting ability, I, I think there's something to be said for the significance of him. 
you know, if you talk about maybe top 10 most impactful hmm. players of all time, perhaps there, there's an argument to be made there for him. But, no, I, I certainly have him as uh, – I, I think I'd, I'd have him as the best shooter of all time. But all-around game, there's just been so many greats to come through uh, who've been a, you know, a little bit more well-rounded probably with their size. And you talk about the defensive ability too that uh, I don't think I'd have him in the top 10. But, you know, there, there could still be some – some greatness ahead for Steph. And, and if he wants to prove me wrong, it'd probably be a lot of fun to watch. Brian Bacco, a guy who is rarely proved wrong. Show him some love. Check out the mailbag in the PG today. Buddy, appreciate your time as always. Have a good weekend. I'll holler at you soon. Same to you, Wes. Thanks for listening, folks. There he is, our buddy Brian Bacco. Yins better be listening. My wife's listening today, and she never listens. Great stuff from our buddy, Mr. Bacco. As always, he is a he's he's a good friend in real life. I mean, my wife and our daughter, we just had lunch with the Backos a couple weeks ago, and their son is making it happen out here in these mean streets of Pittsburgh. Thanks to Mr. Backo, as always. Uh, our first, you know, regular guest here on the Steelers Blitz, uh, and he's been kind enough to uh, to be rocking and rolling with us what for the last three or four years. And thanks to his time, thanks to him for his time as always. And uh, like I always tell you guys, Mozi and I, we don't ask much from our listeners. The only thing that we ask really, well, two things: one, that you subscribe to the Steelers Blitz podcast wherever you get your podcast. You know, pump up our download numbers, make us look impressive to our bosses, all that stuff, right? Uh, the other thing that we ask is that you support the people who support us. And uh, Brian Bacco is certainly one of those guys. Make sure you're checking out his work in the PG. Uh, mailbag today, great stuff uh, from one of our favorite Stiller's minds in this town. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, that's where you can get involved, folks, because it's time now to do this little Top 5 Friday and some tweets before we all get out of here and enjoy our weekends. Enjoy our weekends. So for those of you who maybe you haven't caught it yet, Motsi and I over the last few Fridays that we've done shows, and to be fair, we didn't have any Friday shows over the last three weeks because our schedule changed with Steelers OTAs and minicamp. But for uh, outside of that, for the rest of the summer, we've been doing a little thing, simple concept called Top 5 Friday, right? We kind of repurpose. We do Five Star Friday, and that's a, a matchup segment that we do in season we repurpose it a little bit, have some fun during the summer when we can be a little bit lighter here on the show and, you know, color outside the lines a little bit more from time to time. Top five Friday, where we just pick a different thing to rank every single Friday. Today, most refreshing summer foods. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give you my list here right now. We'll start at number five. We'll work our way down to number one. Number five, corn on the cob. I mean, is there anything like summertime sitting out on the back deck with grandma and grandpa shucking some corn, little bit of butter, little bit of salt? It's so good. It's only available a few months of the year. To me, when I start thinking about summer foods, it's not at the very top of my list, but it's certainly shortly thereafter. Corn on the cob. You know, even if you're talking like street corn, any type of corn really in the summertime, it it just slaps. And, again, there's an element there, too, of, you know, you can only get it for a few months a year, so you better get while the getting's good. Number five, corn on the cob, street corn, however you like it, both ways, all the ways. Give me some of that good summertime corn, particularly uh, here in western Pennsylvania. Number four on the list is a hot dog. I mean, come on. 
Does anything really scream summertime? Does anything really scream, uh, you know, July 4th? Like a good old hot dog. Now everyone's got their debates on how they want it, how they make it, how they take it, right? And you can, hey, it's your prerogative. However you want to have a hot dog, you can have a hot dog. If you just like it with ketchup and mustard and simple, maybe a little relish onion. If you're a Chicago dog style person and you want to run it through the garden, whatever it may be, uh, hot dog's got to be somewhere on your list. Now, I like to think that I'm an expert in this department. I've shared this on the show before, but I used to work at a hot dog shop uh, in college over the summers, you know, like occasionally Christmas break and that kind of thing. So, you know, I guess you could say I'm a wiener expert. (laughs) I like mine with chili, cheese, mustard, and onions. All right, a little slaw in there sometimes too. But a chili dog to me is the king of summertime hot dogs. But like I said, you can take it any way you want it, make it any way you want it. Dodger dog, Chicago dog, New York style with some kraut and some Dijon mustard. I won't hold it against you. But you got to have a hot dog somewhere, some type on your list. That's number four. Number three for me is just straight up watermelon. You sit Again, you're sitting on the back porch of grandma and grandpa, spitting seeds on the deck. There's nothing like it. Watermelon is another one of those, you know, when you think summer foods, it might not be at the very top of your list, but it's got to be shortly thereafter. Um, and I think it's even higher up in that in that regard than corn on the cob, especially when you're at a certain age, right? I mean, do you just remember the days of spending all day at the pool with your friends or with your cousins, and you come back inside and you just, you know, your grandpa or your dad or one of your uncles just, you know, takes out like a Bowie knife and just just hacks off a big slice of watermelon and you just down that whole thing. Oh, it's the best. You got to love it. And it just, again, it, it's a refreshing summertime tradition. That's number three to me. All right, now we get into the real nitty gritty here. Number two is a fresh deli sandwich. I'm talking a good cold cut sandwich, right? Whatever meats you want on there, whatever toppings, condiments, whatever, but you got to have the good bread. You got to have some good cheese. You got to have some fresh deli meats, some fresh produce as well, too. Lettuce, onion, tomato, maybe kiss some mayo, kiss some mustard. A fresh deli sandwich, a good cold cut sandwich just hits different in the summertime, particularly when you're at the beach, right? That's number two for me of most refreshing summertime foods. And number one, the cheeseburger off the grill. Again, however you want it, cheese, whatever condiments, whatever vegetables, but a cheeseburger off the grill in summertime, you know, cooked nice and medium with a little bit of, with a little bit of pink in there. Oh, it just melts in your mouth. It just tastes like summertime. The ultimate, right, is you get that fresh cheeseburger off the grill and you pair it with some watermelon and some corn on the cob. Then you're really talking, cousin. But to me, the number one most refreshing food in the summertime is a juicy cheeseburger right off the grill. So again, my top five most refreshing summertime foods. Number five, corn on the cob, street corn, however you want it. Number four, hot dog. Number three, watermelon. Number two, a fresh deli sandwich. And number one, cheeseburger right off the grill. Steeler Nation 920 chimes in here. says, number five, blueberry waffle cone ice cream. That's a great one. Number four, jalapeno cherry limeade. Number three, street corn. Number two, Cuban sandwiches. Ooh, that's a good one. Number one, street tacos. Ooh. Street tacos. How did I not have that? See, that's why I like going to to your guys' opinions on this. How did I not have street tacos on my list? All right, that's my honorable mention. That's a good list there. It's a good list there from 920. Ooh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. All right, that's going to do it for me today. We've been goofy enough. A little, uh, little Five Things Friday. Um, let me see here. Did I miss Did I miss any tweets? Steeler Ron says hello from Marietta, PA. What's up, Ron? Hope it's as beautiful there as it is in Pittsburgh today. The lit one, Rebecca. The lit, 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 lit. Tweeted me and said, I may have missed it, but what are you doing for your first Father's Day? I didn't say that, actually, Rebecca. Good call. My first Father's Day, yes, this Sunday. Uh, real simple. We're going over to my parents' house, you know, with our daughter. Uh, my sister will be there as well, too. Um, and we're just going to have a little barbecue. I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to smoke a, a pork shoulder. I'm going to do some pulled pork. We'll probably do some hot dogs. And we're going to do some chicken wing. We're definitely doing pulled pork and chicken wings on the smoker. But I'm just going to hang out with my dad, drink a couple cold ones, probably smoke a stogie maybe in there as well, too. Um, but just going to hang out on the back deck with the family, smoke some meats, just chill, nice laid-back Father's Day, no crazy plans, um, no golf or anything like that, just just laying low uh, with my dad and, and with the family. So should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, my first Father's Day. I tell you what, now that I'm thinking about this, I, I think my wife's still listening. I hope I got a good gift. I mean, first Father's Day. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everybody. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, especially the good ones like me. I'm kidding. But seriously, happy Father's Day to everybody. I mean, I'm not kidding. I am a good father. But everyone out there is a good father for the most part. Uh, We won't point too many fingers. (laughs) Happy Father's Day to everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, Enjoy the summer. We'll be back on Monday. Motsi will be back on Monday. Uh, We're back to our normal schedule now, off-season schedule, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon. Uh, on Steelers Nation Radio. That is where you find us. That is where we'll be. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Father's Day. Enjoy the summertime foods. And I'll talk to you next week at high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.